is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome to another episode of Three Guys in the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up? And Hunter. How's it going, guys? And this week we're going to uh, do a little bit of a recap, talking about uh, The Mandalorian so far and Rise of the Resistance, since we have, of course, George back. So here we go. All right, so like I was just saying, we're going to talk basically Star Wars. Uh, we got a ton of things to talk about, especially since George has returned to uh, the podcast. So first of all, we're going to talk about uh, Mandalorian so far. They've got about, what, uh, six episodes out. And uh, they're actually going to drop the seventh one uh, this week, midweek, instead of on Friday. And it's going to contain a um, sneak peek at Rise of uh, Skywalker at the end, which I was like, I don't need that. We're already going to see it, obviously. We're all hyped. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to catch up uh, with George, like, uh, how do you feel the show has been so far? Um, I think it, the show is great. Um, since like the first episode all the way to the sixth episode, right? So far, yeah, yeah, it's been great. Um, nothing boring. Um, every episode has been exciting. Um, I know a lot of people was complaining about uh, episode five, how it wasn't that exciting, but I enjoy every single one of it. So like, um, when is it? Episode five. That's the uh, the one with Kara doing, right? No, episode five is the one on uh, Mos Eisley. Oh, no, that one's yeah. great. With that one rookie, has... With the rookie yeah, band. It's because yeah. that one has the least amount of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talked about that, you know, on the last episode. But, like, the thing is, is, like, I like that they're showing you very different things. And uh, it's kind of like I was talking about this a lot with, like, people, uh, like my friends. And uh, we were talking about it, too, off mic. Is that uh, Mandalorian and then shows like Star Wars Rebels and uh, all that. They show you like the other parts of the things going on. You know, the things that aren't like the main saga story. It's showing you what's going on in the Outer Rim with bounty hunting or, you know, with the Rebel show. I, I always thought the, I assumed the show was just about like uh, the Rebel Alliance, how it got started and all that. I didn't realize it's literally about on this one planet, a cell of Rebels that were fighting the Empire and then they basically pick up enough traction that uh the rebel alliance which is forming contacts them like yo uh we want you to be a part of us and i'm like i didn't realize that's what this show is no yeah it's showing you that you know that when there's oppressive governments there will always be a rebel i do want to give a half apology because like when we did like our thing about disney plus we're like oh i'm not really too keen on like rebels and stuff and then i finally sat down and watched it because they have everything on there i'm like you know what i'll go ahead and sit down and watch this and about three episodes in, I'm sucked into it. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Mandalorian, like, uh, I know I, I've, di- I've discussed this at length many times, but it's everything about the show is great. It's very grounded. Nothing's crazy. And uh, that's, like, another great thing about it is without the Force really being there, you it's uh, kind of like, I mean, I know Hunter will know this very well, the Bounty Hunter game. It's like oh, that. It's man. like the Star Wars world, but the realis- uh, the realistic part. Or, like, uh, I, I remember I had a game, I forget what it's called now, but it was, like, Smuggler or something. But it was like that, where you, it was the Star Wars universe, but you're just a character that's a smuggler. You're you're someone that's, like, in the universe that doesn't have these crazy abilities. And it shows you, like, how, you know, really, like, like we discussed in uh, the Sorgan episode, 
uh, the ATST. You think of it oh. as a joke because the Ewoks beat them so easily, and they showed you they're like, no, this thing would be a legit scary threat yeah. if you don't have the means to actually fight uh, this thing. Dune says it. She's like, I've seen these things wipe out platoons of well or highly trained soldiers. She's like, you guys don't stand a chance unless we, you know, really, really bucker in here. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. He agrees. You know what I, I keep, um, uh, I guess I'm afraid of is every episode. I always say to myself, please don't take up that helmet. Like I feel like if he take up oh, that yeah. helmet, it's the that, show's over. That's another thing, and uh, you know, I've, that's another thing that I, I'm real big on. Is like I love that he hasn't taken it off. I assume he'll take it off eventually. That's like a big deal. Anyway. Yeah. But. I love that they're, they're, wait, they're waiting so long, though, because they're making it a point. Like, this is Star Wars. Like, these characters wear helmets. That's what they do. Because, like, that's the joke of... Uh, and I know we're getting early in there. Uh, sorry, Nathan. But, like, that's the joke of Last Jedi, is that you have a great villain in Kylo Ren. You have an iconic mask. And he takes... Uh, in uh, Last Jedi, he takes it off super quickly and destroys it because Ryan Johnson's like... I just, uh, I think Adam Driver, why why do we cover his beautiful face? And you're like, this is the weird thing between the two of you. We don't need you, it bleeding into the universe. <laughs> you're in love with him, it's fine. It's not all right that Forrest is upon us. I like how people are like saying that, um, oh, is he an alien? Is he human? We don't know. Is it's he like, a woman? Um, is he a Gungan? <laughs> is he a Gungan? I'm like, do you guys not see like the first episode of like the flashback of him when he was small? He's a straight up child, like a boy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's human, all right. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I, ju- I just think they're doing such a great job. And I know we've discussed it before on this podcast, but John Favreau has really shown that he is fantastic at understanding you know, this stuff, and and it goes back to the Iron Man, where it's like, he understands these kind of, you know, these kind of fandoms and all that, and he knows how to make it work, because he's and make it. it palatable for an audience, and make it, uh, you know, and palatable for a huge audience, and that's what I love, is he shows you his true understanding, and that's where you get, um, I mean, like I said again, I don't want to criticize too much, but it's like, you always hear the joke in Hollywood that it's, uh, you don't trust indie directors with big budgets because they don't understand how a big budget movie works and uh that was actually why like jj abrams was a small time director and it took a lot and it was literally star trek is the one that proved to everyone he could handle a huge franchise and that's why he got star wars and then you've got ryan johnson they were just like well he he's got a lot of buzz let's give him this huge budget and um you know i can't stress this enough watch the director and the jedi on the blu-ray for last jedi and he shows you why he shouldn't have been trusted with that because he doesn't understand the fandom or what Star Wars is. He only understands himself and the way he does movies. And I'm also going to say this because I read this and I thought it was an interesting thing. This guy, mind you, he's wrong anyway. But uh, <laughs> he said he's like, after seeing Knives Out, he understands now why we don't like Last Jedi is that Ryan Johnson doesn't write characters. He writes over-exaggerations of characters. And he points out, he's like, Ryan Johnson, all of his movies, the characters are over-exaggerations of an archetype of a character. And uh, he goes, like, for it was like a tweet thread that I read. But this guy, like, goes further on that where he's like, you know, Kylo Ren is an over... uh, Or Kylo Ren in Last Jedi is an over-exaggeration of a bad guy who wants to be bad but is kind of good. And Rey is like, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, to me, I'm like, that's the true 
you know, um, that's a true thing is that he truly showed you he doesn't understand what he's yeah. writing because you have established characters and you went against their character types because you don't understand what, you know, how they are as people because you don't understand how to write your characters as people. Yeah, and then, I mean, again, we discussed this off mic, but the other thing that goes into it is he didn't understand what he was doing, but we talked about how Colin Trevorrow, the, the guy who was originally pegged for Rise of Skywalker. Mind you, a guy who also is an idiot because yeah. we've all seen the awfulness that is Jurassic World <laughs> uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, and he, uh, he, he was straight like, I don't like uh, yeah, last said, jedi uh, and you're like yeah and he admitted it because people were saying i heard that colin trevorrow uh got fired because he told them uh last jedi was bad and he's like yep he's like it's all true and uh it was just a crazy admission from him that he's like yeah he's like, they, i got fired because i told them no this is a bad movie and they chose i mean i, I will say on that one though i do kind of side with kathleen kennedy it's like they already made the movie so it's like they were obviously not going to go against a movie they already produced they're not going to retcon a film but then that's where established um that's where you kind of get messed up with like uh solo and all that is that it it becomes a spiral of itself you know what i heard is that since we talked about mandalorian is that um all the yoda stuff like didn't before like when they announced about baby yoda is apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but Disney lost a lot of money because Oh yeah, like, they definitely the did. They, they did. They didn't have anything ready. <clears throat> like, um, they, they inadvertently dropped the ball on their own stuff because it was like, we didn't I, have merchandise for the child. People and I, said they lost like millions of dollars. Oh yeah, because they went uh, they went with like, it was almost a month with no merchandise at all for Which it. Which I don't understand why. If they knew this was going to be successful. No, the, the problem is, is you're forgetting that they were taking a chance. This is a franchise they had already given a black eye with uh two back uh back-to-back failures uh in the fandom uh and let me just tell the listeners right now you can agree or disagree with uh if last jedi and solo are bad um because i'll tell you right now i love solo so it was great but i'm saying this from the way that the studio looked at it they they were looking at it we've already given this franchise a black eye they literally canceled everything they were already planning like the solo movies um solo uh, obviously not as another solo solo movies yeah they canceled they, they canceled all those they canceled the uh game of thrones creators trilogy because they were just like i don't know if we can survive what we've already done yeah but then that's the thing is that the mandalorian is this um you know it's uh what is it the diamond in the rough basically to go aladdin on it yeah. you know it, it was this gem that they didn't really understand was there that they were like, well, people are really liking this. And uh, I know we've discussed this before, but it goes back to the same whole thing on how the Star Wars uh, saga and Disney's care has gone. When they don't think they have something good is always when the fans love it. Because Force Awakens was getting super hype. And Bob Iger was like, hey, I've seen it. Not going to live up to what you guys want. You might want to turn it down. Comes out, makes $2.3 billion. So they're not making anything anymore? Like Yeah, they're, they're taking a break. They don't have any uh, idea. Yeah, they, they don't have like future plans for Star Wars feature but, films. Uh, like, I, like I'm saying, uh, then you go to Rogue One. Same thing. Huge amount of buzz. And then he's like, ah, you know, I got to tell you guys, like, the thing you is, really is that really Rogue in. One is not that good. Oh, That's my huge. God. Then what happens is when Bob Iger finally doubles down on it and goes, yep, uh, he says, Last Jedi, greatest, I've seen it, greatest Star Wars ever. Fan reaction is like, whoa, what is this? And then Solo comes out and Solo, I'll say, I think it was just poorly marketed. They 
did two full productions, and I truly believe that Disney knew there was no way it was going to be profitable. Right. But it's so it gave the franchise a black eye, and that's where we're, where we are now. Yeah. That they were just like cancel everything. We're going to put all our eggs in just doing number nine, and that's it. And then they were like, yo, can we do a TV show? What if we did like this show? And you know, John Favreau presented, it, and they were like, sure. sure. <laughs> And, and that's what I love. It's like, because, you know, when they Just were... give it to him so he could shut up. Yeah, All right. Don't you leave know, us alone. Think about it like this. Hunter was at, uh, you know, D23 Expo, and I listened to podcasters and stuff. And it's like, when they did the Disney Plus stuff, you could tell that they didn't understand that people were excited for Mandalorian yeah. because they kind of downplayed it. They did. And they had, like, um, a couple of, like, props and costumes from the, the show. Me and Courtney are taking pictures right now because we're, you know, children. And all these Star Wars fans are all gathered around, and I'm like... Then you're listening to Disney Plus thing, and they were so fixated on, like, Lady and the Tramp and stuff I'm going like to guess that. the number one thing they were pushing. It was High School Musical, yes. the musical. They had, a, they had a huge freaking thing about it. Well, we're in line for the Avengers experience yeah, that we did. They we're still like, do it. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I just watched the Christmas edition, whatever. And, yeah, High School Musical, they were on there. They were oh. singing. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like, why are you, you're, why are you pu- pushing it so They're hard. pushing that thing so hard on you, and it's I so mean, obvious. We, we've talked about why it is. It's because now that Mandalorian is a huge hit, they need to push High School well, Musical. Well, I think it's because they thought that was the hit they had. And uh, that's going back. It's the diamond in the rough. They were like, whoa, this show is doing huge. Uh, I, I've read that apparently they've got, uh, what was it, for the first like couple of weeks, they were getting a million subscribers a day based on just the feedback from Mandalorian. And I'm like, hey, that's Mando. crazy. Well, uh, even when they did Star Wars Celebrations this year, uh, my buddy went to it. And uh, I, I, you know, same thing. I listened to Star Wars podcasts and everything. Everyone said they're like, the big things that Disney was pushing at the Star Wars Celebration was Rise of Skywalker. And it was the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Those were the things they were pushing. And then it was like, they did a small panel that was just like, oh yeah, and uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> what? But, you know, okay. it's because of that. that the, uh, and I love how John Farrow's like a team player because he already said when they talked to him about the, you know, the child and how like they really they really killed themselves with the merchant. I love that he he didn't like criticize this and he was like, well, you know, we knew we wanted it to be a secret thing. Oh, okay. So we told him to like, you know, down uh, to not like produce a bunch of stuff. We didn't want uh, it to come out as a spoiler. And oh, it's okay. funny because like. The joke is, is that realistically, Disney's reaction was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And then, you know, when people reacted the way they did to that first episode, you knew they were like, oh, oh no, no! <laughs> we don't have anything. Can so, I just tell you one thing? And I, this is just completely random. But Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie ever. Oh, Hands dude, it, it's up I'm there. Sorry. It's up there for me for favorite Star I'm Wars sorry. films. Um, okay, well, there's still Empire Strikes Back and Force Awakens. But... I will give you. It's definitely like in. Uh, it's in my top half. Like yeah, I don't know. Like and it deserves to be there. Like I it watched. Does. I just watched Rogue One and The Force Awakens, and I gotta say, Rogue One probably beats it. I'm no, sorry. For that's you? just that's I mean, just yeah. me. Uh, I mean, and Rogue whoever's One... agreed with me, whoever four people are listening, but Rogue One. Rogue One to me is like uh, actually I just. I, it's an annoying thing, but it was someone that was saying they were like. Look, they're like, Rogue One is probably the weakest of these uh, Disney ones. And I was like, well, you're insane. Like, the weakest one, we all know which one it is. And then it would obviously be Solo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Rogue One is definitely, like, up there as, like, the top the top echelon. But it's also another one where they didn't expect it to do well. 
and it did way better than they expected. Oh, it, it was still too dark to get like the full, you know, reaction that Force Awakens got. Um, but it's uh, it's a great movie, and that's another one where they had to do two different productions on it because Gareth <laughs> Edwards is an idiot and didn't know how to end it, and they had to bring someone else to finish that movie for him. Which is funny because I think we did an episode where I was praising him, and you're like, you know, he he's not yeah. the guy who did the reshoots. I'm like, well, then I gotta reel that back in. That's, that's why there's so much stuff in the because uh, people pointed that out. There was so much stuff in the trailer that doesn't make it in the movie, and you're like, where where's all this stuff at? And that's why because. It was the original version of the ending, and they didn't like it, which, uh, spoiler, was uh, uh, Cassian Andor and Jin Erso making it, and they were like, this is dumb. They're like, they should die. Like, they didn't survive. That's, that's the crazy part, is that Disney would, or not just Disney, but just any top brass in general would be like, why don't, you kill, why don't you kill every single character, because it needs to make that sacrifice worth it. You know, or you can make a, the character be a bad guy the whole time and then last second be like, no, I was secretly the good guy the whole time. Now I'm <laughs> sacrificing myself. Please remember me. We won't. We won't. You're a bad guy, Holdo. It's, That's what you are. It's crazy how, like... <laughs> you refuse to share information with one of your top people. It's just amazing how Force Awakens jumped up and then Rogue One, which jumped up. Yeah. And then... And then I know a lot of people try to tell me that the reason why we hate uh, um, Last Jedi or uh, why the fan reaction wasn't as big for Last Jedi is because uh, they overhyped it. But I'm just like, realistically, the, the most overhyped one was Force Awakens, because as soon as you saw Han, everyone was like gangbusters, like this is it. And I, I still tell people, I'm like, the fact Force Awakens works is still crazy because they killed literally your favorite character ever Honestly. in the movie. And I'm like, that's where, because people were like, you just don't like Force Awakens or uh, Last Jedi because Luke doesn't make it. I was like, I kind of forget that he dies in it. Uh, I'm like, I, I'm <laughs> oh, just yeah. like, oh yeah. I'm still on the fence that he's actually dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm I in. Mean, is he dead? I'm with Mark Hamill. He's probably just naked on the island. <laughs> it was like, a quick way out of those clothes. Yeah, he was like, he's like, listen, now you guys will leave me alone. I mean, what if he's not dead? What if he's just using the force? Just I like mean, he died. That battle. He died by projecting himself uh, to another planet. Uh, I but, still argue that movie would have been saved if he would have just showed up and actually fought. And he could have sacrificed himself, you know, Obi-Wan style, and it would have been amazing. And I love, like, someone tried to tell me, they were like, yeah, but we're, uh, the logic would be how would he have made it? And I'm like, well, he could take the X-Wing. But the X-Wing was underwater. But And I'm like, no one would have questioned it! Everyone would have been on board with it! They would have been like, yeah, I'm good. Whatever, yeah. I'm good! Luke came back! <laughs> like, 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 oh, it turns out that he snuck inside Listen. the Millennium Falcon when nobody was looking. Alright, cool, whatever. Listen, he we called, all, we he, all saw He Leia. called up his Millennium Falcon Uber. <laughs> and he came by and grabbed it. He got the lift and got there. We saw Leia flying, so anything possible. I know, possible. right? If you're going to buy <laughs> Leia flying in space, you can buy Luke getting to that planet. That's true. I mean, he didn't need he didn't need the cover on that X-Wing. He could fly himself. <laughs> the silliness. But, you know, with that being said, I agree with you. It's like, growing up, I was a big Sco uh, Luke Skywalker fan. Still am. Um, but without that, your most popular and the best character in the franchise is Han Solo. So making the decision to saber him... At the climax of your film was a big risk that paid off. Yeah, because it lets you know, like, this, like, this is real, dude. Things are getting real. And then we just take a step backwards. But, yeah. you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. 
Not I, with I, Star Wars. I don't know, because, like, and, and I know Hunter is <laughs> going to hate me on this, uh, and I'm sure uh, Nathan will too or whatever, but uh, to me, it was like seeing Infinity War and then going to Endgame. It was just like, oh. I don't think it's that big of a drop. So I would say, yeah, and we've discussed this. I think we might have discussed this on the podcast yeah. before. But it's like, to me, it's like Last Jedi is like Endgame without the ending battle. Like, if it would have just ended with Hulk, like, doing the snap, and it, that was the end, you would have been like, oh, why did I watch this? Why, why did I pay to see this? This was kind of underwhelming. <laughs> like, basic, because, like, for me, and I tell people all the time, what makes Endgame for me is uh, worthy, with, you know, with the yep. hammer, and then it's the snap. Those are the two moments that made the movie worth it. You're right. However, it did not need to be three hours. That movie could have tightened way up, and I I didn't need a ton of stuff that was in it. Uh, but I'm like, you know, those two things are so powerful, it pulls you through the entire movie. L- Last Jedi has nothing pulling you through, because it's like, ultimately what you get at the end is, oh, I was a hologram the whole time, bye! Yeah. And you're like, oh, and, and then Broom Boy. I kind of knew something was up anyway, though, like when, when I saw it. His hair everybody. was brown! His hair was brown, and he's using the blue lightsaber, which we had just saw gotten snapped in half. I'm so confused... Why was his hair brown? Yeah, his hair was never that dark. Because he's using the force. Because he's using the force. It, it can't project you all the way, It makes dude. you look young. Yeah, but why wouldn't his hair be blonde? Because uh, he's not Obi-Wan. You know, <laughs> and, and you know what? It, it, this goes back to the same, like, weirdness of, uh, of Kylo Ren's scar. Uh, where Ryan oh, Johnson right. fully admitted. And this was when we got the first pictures of, the, of Last Jedi. Where people noticed immediately, they were like, um, his, his scar on. was like in the middle of his face, and then and then Ryan Johnson was like, "Yeah, I moved this scar because I thought it would look cooler like this." And you're like, "Oh, oh, that's not how scars work. You I mean, don't move it arbitrarily think, for looks." I, I think in one of our hype episodes when it was coming out, we even said we're like, "You know, as long as the movie's good, I can live with it and yeah, it'll be fine." You can forgive it if it's good enough, but it's like to me, like I'm still annoyed uh, by that. I just saw it still for Rise of Skywalker, and it's the uh, the way the scar is. I'm like. It's so stupid. I'm like, the scar is completely different. It's jumping! Because <laughs> it went from being in the middle of his face to going uh, around his eye and, uh, you know, on his, like, right cheek, like, off the side. And I'm just like, yo, that's, like, a huge difference in a scar. But I give JJ credit that he didn't change it again. He left it the way <laughs> uh, like, the way Ryan Johnson presented it. Just have it jumping back and forth. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you get cut in the face, and when it's healing, it heals uh, awkwardly on the opposite side of your face. It happens. In a way different spot, yeah. I mean, You're not in his body. You don't know him. <laughs> you don't know how he heals. No, but still, the worst part is when Luke tells her, feel the force and grab a stick and then... And Dude, snacks are you're like, yeah. you're like, did this just turn into a full-blown comedy and yeah, I missed yeah. something? I mean, yeah, I didn't want... You're wanna... not funny. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, I don't, I, I say this many times, but I don't want to sit here hating on it too much, but... It's too easy. Th- there is a thing in, uh, Director and the Jedi, they talk about, um, he did, uh, every take, and it's actually one of the things that Mark Hamill complains about, every take, uh, every line, they did multiple readings and different emotions, and he chose which one he wanted. And you, when you hear that, you realize rewatching it, he chose the funny take almost every time. And you're like, oh, that's super weird. And they show you it where it's like him talking to Ray and he has him, uh, they're practicing the lines and then he has him do the same lines, but he's like, this time kind of do it like, uh, oh, it, uh, it's specifically, it's when he throws the lightsaber. He, uh, Cause the first time he like holds it and he's like, you know, uh, Ryan John, and this is like where I'm like, it, we almost had something great. It's he's like, 
you know, she presents it to you, you uh, grab it in your hand, and he's like, so you're holding this. This is the first time you've held this lightsaber uh, since, uh, since, you know, what happened. And he's like, you, uh, he's like, you gave up the, uh, you know, this part of yourself. You've cut yourself off of the force. He's like, you know, this represents everything you were. And he's like, and you're rejecting it because you are no longer that. You are in hiding. You're this. And he's like, so, you know, uh, portray that. And he does the scene and he holds the lightsaber intensely looking at it. And then he looks at her and he just drops it on the floor. And then he Which walks away. And you're like, that's a powerful take. And then he's like, this time let's just do it a little loose, you know? And then he, and <laughs> that's the, a little that's like, he gets well, a little tossed. And, and that's the one where you get it in the movie where he uh, he just, uh, he's like, I, you know, it might be funny. He's like, just do it where you just throw it over your shoulder, you know, kind of like it's trash. And he's like, you know, takes it and just comically just throws it over and i'm like that's the shot you you i'm like the so, other one was so, so much more and, and it matches and it would have matched what we saw at the end of force awakens when he takes off the hood and he's like oh my god when she uh, when he goes yeah, to like that's the best part because remember how hyped we were leaving the theater we we're like there is no way that you could screw up what, what we set up and then they set up it was such a great moment and ryan johnson john Boy, that moment john boyega said it. it best john boyega just in uh, an interview for rise of skywalker he said uh talking about the trilogy that he's been a part of mind you john boyega is a huge star wars fan he said he's a big old nerd when they did force awakens he's like he was so excited uh he was so excited about what they were presenting he's like it was something new it was something you know uh that just seemed like they were pushing it and then he's like then we do the second one which I love that he just said the, the second, second one. one. And he's like, then we do the second one. And he's like, I just felt iffy about it the whole time. He's like, you know, I felt like, you know, my character kind of just like went he's there. Uh, he's just, uh, he's like, I felt like my character was just iffy. And he's like, and I talked to Mark, you know, Mark Hamill about that a lot. And I'm just like, yo, he just straight up was like, uh, Me and Mark I really, this movie. I really was hurt by the way my character went backwards as a character in this one. Yeah, so he went from reluctant hero to this straight up like, I'm just gonna run away. Again. I'm a baby. I'm a crybaby. And That's yeah, and then you, again, uh, we said this off mic, it's not her fault, but Rose just n- not yeah. being a great character. People don't need to be evil to her. Yeah, people. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Do but, what we yeah. do. Attack Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that was, that's like, what is it? Um, the, uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff on, uh, the Late Night Wars, uh, 2.0, and, uh, oh, Jay, yeah. Jay Leno. Don't blame Conan about this. No Who one was blaming, blaming Conan. Conan. You're the problem. You were always the I, problem. I know you think that he talked himself out of the job, but he wouldn't do that. So silly. <laughs> No, um, uh, actually, another one, too. Like, my wife says it uh, every time we watch Force Awakens and that moment. It's so powerful. I, I get goosebumps still thinking of it when Luke takes off the hood and she presents it and he just looks at it just... And you get With that feeling. intense stare. You, you get like, that intense oh, no. feeling that he's looking at it like, this is everything I've walked away from. And, and it's bad. I love that my wife, every time, she's like, and who would have guessed that uh, he just throws it over his shoulder like a Nonchalant. joke. Yeah, just a joke. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this this whole epic scene was for a joke. It was a setup to a joke. Yeah. Joke that's not even funny. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that, uh, I also wanted to get George your uh, opinions on Rise of Re- of the Resistance, which I want to give a quick shout out to Nathan for getting I to experience you. it. Yeah, we're all jealous, but that's super awesome that you got oh, to man. see it. Uh, you got to experience it, and uh, basically, from what you've said, is what I've seen people saying. Except, you know, of course, there's some Disney haters that want to be evil. Well, I mean, they're just they're like, always going to do Some that. parts of it are laughably silly, 
And I'm just like, what parts? By the way, we don't tire of the photos. Those are great to wake up to. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, that's so amazing that he got to. Experience. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm just waiting now. But, uh, you know, you watch the videos. What What are your opinions on this uh, incredible new uh, version of an attraction? It, it would be state-of-the-art, honestly. Just to walk in uh, right away, like when you walk into, you know, the ship and going into the... Um, you know, yeah, the Star Destroyer, yeah, right? Yeah, those are awesome. And you know what? People say that's the new, um, oh gosh, what should I call it? That's the new Pirates of the Caribbean. People say, oh, that's like Pirates of the Caribbean 2.0. I'm oh, like, it's just like how? overly innovative, and you're just like, what am I on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I get what you mean because it's like, so the standard uh, in theme parks, we've and uh, we've said this many times, but the standard in theme parks, the gold standard. Uh, everyone knows is Pirates and Haunted Mansion because they were two attractions that when they came out they were so mind-blowing people were just like I can't believe this is a thing and they were like yeah. this is so amazing and crazy and I, I would agree though this attraction it's cutting edge like um, and, and you know you get attractions like this all the time like you know um, I mean you got people that would be in the camp of saying Star Tours but I do believe like you don't get that many it's like you've got uh, Pirates Haunted Mansion, uh, I think, I really feel like the next big one is truly, um, it would ha honestly have to be Indiana Jones and the oh, Temple of the Forbidden yeah. Eye, because it's like, that was a thing where it was just like, I can't even believe what this is, and um, if you go technology-wise, you could say Test Track is in there too, Right. but right. it's like, you know, that's what Disney's known for, is always pushing it forward, then, you know, they took a little bit of a step backwards for a little while with uh, DCA. Then you get uh, Wizarding World with the uh, uh, Forbidden, oh, Journey. Forbidden Journey. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey is so spectacular because it's so groundbreaking what they were doing. And then they just lazily do everything else. Then they copy and paste yeah. the Uh Everything else is just, oh yeah, it's a screen though. Uh, but then, you know, uh, you know, it's that thing. I don't feel like, I disagree with Bob Chappick about, Ooh, we're just gonna do everything IP because that's what Universal does. And it's like, that's not... Disney's never been keeping up with anyone. They always keep up with themselves, which is... Yeah, it's it's, a, it's about keeping up with Disney, not the other way around, dude. One thing I love is that Bob Chappick gave them, you know, the whole thing that he was like, I want you guys to do something crazy and amazing, and I don't care what it takes to get that accomplished. And uh, we've discussed this. The Millennium Falcon... I love the Millennium Falcon smuggler run, but... It, is, it looked and it feels like it was an afterthought because it's, to me, it's honestly, it's a small version of Star Tours. And it's like, yeah, it's super cool and it's super fun, but it's like, I already know this. Like, it was not cutting edge. Um, you know, some of it's like pretty cut, like cutting edge, but it's like, it's like, okay. Like, it you know, what's really fun is the actual ride. But the when thing. watching the video for rise of the resistance like i i can't stop myself i'm like i'm so enamored with they not only they didn't stop and say how could you make yourself feel like you're a part of this for real they were like how can we make it from the get-go feel like you are completely a part of this and everything is a part of this because it starts from the line and then uh, and I, I want to know how you felt about when you go into the uh, into the ship Jeez. and you see the Mon Calamari in there. When I saw that, I was just like, he's in the ship with you. Like that, he is like he's he your got so close to you. I'm like, this is so crazy. I was just like, everything about it is just like to me was like blowing my mind. You know, every single video when you walk inside 
everyone, whoa, everyone, that's yeah. all I'm saying, whoa. Yeah. yeah, and I love that they knew, like, how you would feel, because, uh, and I, uh, uh well, that's on that the up. Imagineering, uh, story, I yeah. think it's, like, the sixth that, episode, the when they talk about to Infinity out. and Beyond, but, uh, they talk about Rise of the Resistance, and they show you the shot of the Star Destroyer, and they say, this is that moment where you're gonna come out just, like, and the scale is gonna hit you, and I'm like, yeah, like, I haven't seen it in person, but I'm like, the... The picture, or the videos, when they come in and they look around, you realize how big that is. You're just like, that is insane. And, like, life size. And it's even crazier when you think about, like, the the year that they, they, they took them to build it, every time we came to visit and we take pictures and look at the, uh, over the edge and look at it, when they were building the freaking Imperial Walkers, we were like, man, those things are huge. And, yeah, I can't believe everything's one for one scale. And it's just... It's so humongous what they built. Yeah, and then I like the uh, the, the <coughs> false start that you essentially get, where you think you're on the ride, and then it's like, uh, and you're like, it's multiple times. Yeah, you're like, like never mind. Like, now I'm on the ride. Oh. oh wait, no, now I'm on the I'm on the ride. But you know, it's so crazy. I'm I'm still jumping back on this that first scene. Like when you walk inside, it's so quiet. Like yeah. I'm watching the video, and it makes me feel like, oh crap, I'm. I'm done. I'm about to die. Yeah, you're like, I'm uh, getting like interrogated. I'm giving yeah. up secrets. All right. My, my daughter, when we watched it the first time, she was like, are those real real stormtroopers? She's like, are they real people? And I was like, yeah, that's that. They're just standing. Like, I feel like crap. They caught me. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell my wife? <laughs> well, what I love, too, Keep is like, shut, did, did you see how you get on the ride uh, vehicle? Yeah, because they're like, follow me. Cause, yeah, yeah so they, like, they, they like, break you out, right? Yeah. When I saw that, like, that, that is one that I'm they like... They played it so slick. It was yeah. like, how many or whatever. Well, you know, like, for me, I was just like... Uh, a little part of it is, like, it upsets yourself where you're like, ah, I kind of... I definitely spoiled this for myself. But I'm like, what a spectacular way to get you on the ride vehicle is that he breaks you out and he's like, it's get on! Break. And I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, get on! You heard the man! I was like, go, 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 go! Uh, and then uh, I also love, like... Um, the one of the shots I love, and I see it like on Twitter all the time, is the lightsaber uh, coming from above. I'm like, I can't wait to see that like okay. actually you as an effect. You gotta tell me, is that a screen or not? Well, that's the thing. It's like I, you, it's hard to tell like looking at it because you know I'm watching a video. Yeah. Um, but it's like because the it's thing is, is screen... you know, it's a physical device coming down. Like you can see, it's a physical thing coming down. But there's no like actual line you can see of it cutting through. So that's where I'm like geeked out, where I'm like, well, how are they doing this? Are... What's the concept of it cutting through that? And uh, they're pulling off they, making uh, you think that he's really cutting that. They built a real lightsaber. You know what <laughs> they should do? Because since some of them are live actors, actors. yeah, live actors, that scene with Kylo Ren and the other guys is looking at, you know, they're coming like to attack, whatever. Kylo Ren should be a real guy. A real live actor guy just turn around and like just say, "Yeah, I'm really here." I would. I know they're robots, but I would say there's only one spot that I saw where I was just like, "Eh, that's a screen," but I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And, and it's but like, that, you can, it's, you can a, it's it. It's when like Kylo Ren's chasing you and he like drops down and the lightsaber uh, turns on and he's like coming towards you, but you can tell like looking at it, it's like. Uh, that's another thing where well, I'm like questioning, like, how did they pull that off? Because well, it looks plus, like he's actually walking towards you. Plus, and I'm like, but, but I know it's a screen. Yeah, once, the, I guess when people record, you can tell the difference of like, oh, that's a screen, you know? Yeah. But yeah. live, you're like, Live, you're oh, yeah. like, ah! It's like, what, if you watch, because uh, I've gone on the Navi River Journey uh, in Pandora, and that one, like, if you watch the video on YouTube, you're just like, oh, that's a screen, that's a light. 
fixture. But it's like when you're on it, you're like, no, this legit looks real. But no, uh, no Pandora was fine. Yeah, and uh, you know, not to hate on all of you random Avatar uh, land lovers, but I'm like. I hated that ride. Like I was just like, oh, this ride was so pointless. Great. The the, the animatronic the animatronic at the end is amazing, but like it's that thing. It's like you're riding it and you don't understand what's going on because you're basically floating through. It's like a lazy river. Yeah, you're floating through just like yeah, this all Everything looks blue. cool, but you're just like I don't know what's happening. And then all of a sudden you see you see the greatest animatronic ever, and you're just like whoa, oh, what is that? And then you go past and you're like oh yeah, so it's over. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed your visit. So, I was telling my wife, like, if this is how the technology is for that ride, I mean, is the um, DCA the, what is that ride? So, Mar- we already talked about Marvel. this. Marvel is it gonna doesn't, have, it doesn't uh, have big of, as big yeah. of a budget, so. Yeah, it's, you can tell everything there is just, it's just being half done. And uh, uh, I, we, so. we talked about that, like, I'm a little mad because I, I feel like in like already Spider-Man should deserve. Well, like, what they're what they're like describing, yeah. I'm like the Spider-Man sounds like the Spider-Man ride sounds like it's their e ticket, like that's their their rise of the resistance. But it's like it's not gonna be as great because it's like the show building it's using is that building that um you know used to be uh it's tough to I be a bug, but you're just like looking at it like well the ride vehicle supposedly swings. Uh, the concept art shows people shooting webs so i'm like i'm assuming it's screen based already because i'm like there's no way you're pulling that really off and i'm just like ah, i just feel like it's gonna be a lot of screen based stuff on that and then the other ride the we're gonna take you to wakanda i'm like okay it's gonna be another As screen like that's what you're describing to me is it's another screen ride it's that one it's, to me already sounds like it's sounds like millennium falcon 2.0 no it sounds like it's millennium falcon like you, you jump in a Quinjet and you go to Wakanda and it's like, oh, that's the Millennium Falcon. Like, like, well, that's, that's the ride. cool, but I feel like I've done that. Yeah. And, and then uh, I, I know we, we discussed this like quickly last time. Uh, I didn't realize that it's supposed to open next year. And I was just like, oh, that this land is super like, you know, they Come were on, just like, yeah, just put up. it. Hurry yeah, up. they're like, put it together. Like, just put the thing together and make it work. It's almost like a joke. Because remember how we were always talking, we, we would joke around on every episode, we're like, if, this, if Star Wars is supposed to be open by 2019, y'all are going at the slowest pace I've ever seen a construction crew go. And then out of nowhere, they just kicked yeah. in the high gear and you're like, Aven- oh, hey, there's buildings up. Yeah, the Avengers campus, they were just like, yo, we're shutting down uh, this area. And then they were pretty quickly just like, it's opening in, a, in two years. And you're like, what the like, did you even flatten any land? Yeah, I was talking about it today. I'm like, it's another example of they want you to be a part of the experience, but I'm like, A, I could care less. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll have to do an episode, like, just really about, like, the criticisms well, of I'm, that. I'm so, it's like, it be so good. I'm excited for it. No, it's, it's just... the thing. It's like, I love the idea of, like, you're really a part of this, and this is your adventure. But I'm like, also, most theme park goers don't want to think, and they don't want to research anything. And I'm like, you're telling me you want me to come into the land and be like, ah, I'm not Josh. Now I am, uh, you know, I'm Cassian Blood. Like, what? Like, no, I'm not creating a whole new persona for this one land. Like, 
and, and that's the thing is uh, I, I'm of course I'm saying that facetiously, but it's like that's we how were in there you have to think that's so. how that's how uh, you know uh, the regular park goer is gonna feel like. You want me to like create like this whole thing like oh I'm part of the resistance I do missions for them blah 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 blah. It's like no I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm gonna go through the land going this stuff is so cool. I want to buy tons of crap here for no reason. Um, this is really random. Um, but did you guys hear about the the Grinch at Universal Studios? Apparently, the Grinch is so popular, people waited for two hours just to see him. Oh, the Grinchmas. Yeah, oh, and then wow. I see videos and videos. What and so that's one of the few things person. they do well. Yeah. I mean, that's just done every year, though. Yeah. yeah, I know it's random, but I just wanted to say, man, what a good job. Yeah, like, Look, every once in a while, you guys yeah. do something good. Yeah. Every so often, Universal does something right. Like, it just sounds like Jim it's Carrey, rare, his but... attitude, like, there's just, what's oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a good occurrence of them doing something great. Yeah, and that's what they're known for. Oh, good, I should say. That is not what they're known for. But, uh, <laughs> we'll go back on our Universal hate instead of Last Jedi. Um... <laughs> No, nah, you know, uh, Ryan Johnson was starting to get really relaxed. He's like, oh, good, he's on this one now. Yeah, well, no, it's like, it's like you know, that's the kind of crappy thing about Universal. And we said it already with Harry Potter. It's like they do one thing right, and then they take like three steps backwards. And I'm you're like, like what? what are you yeah, it's like you you made this amazing attraction. Uh, you have two attractions. One of them was already there. The other one was like an afterthought. Yeah. And you're like, okay, whatever. Then you make Diagon Alley, amazing land. The two rides in it are screens and you're just like oh oh by the way i'm uh really really off subject but it goes into the whole rise of resistance thing when we go out to see world. it uh the ride <laughs> so so do you think they're gonna they're gonna pull back the levy and allow me to dress up like an x fighter or is that just a pipe dream for you me can still? do you can do that anyway i was just at uh galaxy's edge uh a few days ago and there was a kid there uh i say kid, kid. Uh, well, no, I say kid. It was obviously, it was a man. Um, but, uh, you know, th- this was a, an adult a child, as I would call He was He in, was a hunter. He was in full Jedi clothes, boots and everything, with his lightsaber on his side, and he had the robe on. I didn't see anyone stop him and be like, sir, that's not allowed here. And that that's the joke, though. It's like, there were all these rumors, they won't allow that. I mean, they did say they wouldn't, but it's like, I haven't seen them actually stop, stop anybody. They're, they're just, just like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know why at the end of the day, they're probably like, why would I stop someone they're, they're from being, at like, for doing what they want to do? That dude just spent a couple hundred dollars on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Almost a thousand dollars, probably. Uh, like, so, is it FastPass? No. Oh, so we talked about that. Um, so it's digital queuing. It's, it's hard. It's, it's not hard to explain, but once you understand it, it makes a so lot of sense. So this is where, and this is where you get into the on? argument. Kind of. Yeah. So they don't want you actually waiting in line. So what they they've been doing is, uh, people are lining up at four in the morning. The park opens at like uh, seven, and Disney or World, uh, right? yeah, uh, the park opens at eight. I mean, mm-hmm. and what they've oh. been doing is people have been lining up at four in the morning. That'll be me. They start letting you in at 6.30, but they the first thing they do is they let you get in the digital queue for the ride because you can't join the digital queue without uh, going in the land or going in the park. So you get in the digital queue. Basically, they're all gone by the time the park actually opens. And uh, then you just wait for your app to tell you, hey, uh, you're, uh, you're, they're ready for you to join your uh, group or whatever at the that's ride. That's cool. I mean, that's something yeah. less and, mine. And I know... Uh, th- that's another thing where I, people online are complaining because they're like 
I have to wake up at four in the morning to do. Uh, I know oh, I'm being duh. sick for me, but like they're like, I have to wake up at four in the morning just to get in the digital queue for this ride. This is ridiculous. Just let me stand in line. But the thing is, is that they don't want you standing in line. They don't yeah. want. They don't want the Hagrid's uh, magical creature. Blah blah blah. Thing all to happen the where people, all yeah, they don't day. want people standing in a 10-hour line, never getting on the ride, and then being like, hey, I just wasted my entire day standing in line for no reason. And then Disney's and, like, I'm so sorry, go screw yourself. Yeah, and, and that's, Which is what Universal that's, that's the thing that they don't seem to understand. It's like, I was angry about it at first until uh, me and Josh talked about it. I was like, oh, well, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, they don't want you standing in line. Especially in a, in a vacation destination like Florida. I'd be really mad if I if I was out there for 10 days and one of those days I waited in line for a ride that I didn't even get to go on. Honestly, yeah. I get it, though. Just wake up earlier. I, I get it, too, with the reason why. Because, um, you know, uh, I, I'm online all the time. People love to post it, like, every day. Since, uh, well, literally since... Um, the Galaxy's Edge has opened. They, they've been showing lines for the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run going from the Galaxy's Edge, and we all know that's in the back part of it, uh, Millennium Falcon, and the line goes all the way to Toy Story Land. And they're just like, they're, they're like, what the? They're like, this is the bad ride. And they're like, and people are lined up. But it's like, yeah, because people who go to Disney World, that's what they do. They wait in line for things. Uh, I mean... Uh, there's no other beast than that. I, uh, you know, we. It's been a little while since we've been there, but it's like when we went last time. Like, we saw every day there was like a four-hour line for Frozen Ever After. So what we did because I, I really wanted to ride it and I wanted oh, my daughter right. to see it. We we went before park opened. We got there an hour before the park opened when uh, at Epcot when they let you in, and I ran to yeah. the line and uh, saved us a spot and we got we only waited like uh what was it like 20 30 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes? and yeah he took he took off in a full sprint and once i realized what he was doing i started taking off yeah. after and everyone him. uh and i remember too because everyone was like you don't need to run and people were running as soon as they got through the the line uh you know got through the ticket booth cash was like what and, yeah and everyone was like why are they running and i'm like i know why they're running and i just took off and I was like, you meet yeah. me there. Yeah, and then, um, so yeah, we're both standing there for like, what, three minutes? And uh, mom and everybody like, why are you guys running? We're like, real estate. <laughs> well, what? We got there. And we and still then, were late. People uh, were there. I remember my wife made fun of it because she thought it was funny that I ran until she got there. And she saw the line was already like backed up to like uh, the Mexico Pavilion. She was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like this makes sense. It was raining too. Oh, yeah. And it was, raining. yeah, it was. <laughs> it was that a was magical great. day. No, uh, yeah. Uh, that's... So when does Disneyland open? Uh, January 17th. Okay. I will be out there. Not that day, but I'll be well, out like, there. We'll be out there opening week. Listen, yeah. If you want to get on that ride, you have to wake up earlier. Like, yeah. let's be honest, okay? Like, even any ride, There's nothing you want to get, about it. You wanna get there before. Yeah. Like, like I, I am wondering if they're going to do the same digital queuing for should, Disneyland. Because I'll be there at 12 in the morning. Um, I do know, uh, and, and that's another, this is a work in progress. So you had some people were riding it multiple times, and now Disney is, like, limiting people where uh, you can only ride it once a day, and people are getting super mad because they're like, if I get on it immediately, I should be allowed to join the digital queue again. And they're like, no, because other people want to... And the joke online, too, was that those people complaining, it's like, you're a local. You can ride this ride every day. day. People who are here on, I'm vacation, on vacation, this is the only chance they get to ride. It's like, I don't want to be that guy, but if I'm here on vacation, coming from a different state, different country, what say you? I should have a priority over you, bro. 
So I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Uh, like we say every week, uh, we're always surprised and amazed at people like actually listening. I know I posted it the other day, but like Spotify gives me like their own specific numbers. And I still cannot believe that we had like over 600 listeners. I was like, who are these people? Like, why, yeah. why are you listening to us? Yeah, but I mean, I get appreciate a it. <laughs> get a life. Uh, no, but, um, no, Insulting I, the fans. Good I, I super love it. I want to thank you guys. Um, I, I also want to mention, you know, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker comes out in a couple days, and we're all Woo! excited. We've all got our tickets to go. Opening so night. So expect that the next episode will be a review of that movie. I can only since hope we're that... all Star Wars right now. Yeah, I, I can only hope that it's not like last time where we're all texting and calling each other like, "Hey, that movie wasn't very good, was it?" We we literally we thought we were gonna stop the podcast at that point. <laughs> <laughs> We, Ryan we honestly, almost killed the podcast. What was it? Our last episode before Last Jedi is like us reviewing the trailer. And We're like, it's oh like, my god! It's like almost like six months goes by with nothing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're just back. Again. That's our that's our story. We're gonna stick to that. I think that's why we spread so much hate on uh, Last Jedi is that we didn't get a real episode that hated on it, so now we like spread it out through through everything. Maybe episode. we should have a, a full episode of just hatred. We'll get it out of our system. <laughs> uh, but, you know, once again, I want to thank uh, you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to like and share uh, the podcast. Review it. Uh, we're on Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes. You can direct download on geocomedy.com slash 3GATM. Uh, make sure to go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I post one for, like, every episode, and I do random posts anyway when I go to the parks. That's another thing I didn't mention is that they have droids in Star Wars oh, Galaxy's Edge now. Which I video. Can, I cannot... Uh, when I saw the one moving... Because the first one we saw didn't move. But when we saw the first one, the Coke one, and it was moving, what I loved is I saw multiple families, when they saw it moving, they were taking selfies with it. And then a stormtrooper came and questioned it. And it moved and it's, it makes sounds. I was like, I love it. Like, I love everything Every about it. Every second that. of it, yeah. Uh, but, you know, thank you, Nathan, of course. Uh... We're going to call him our uh, number one Last Jedi fan. <laughs> uh, Man, how insulting is that? <laughs> not really. We're just calling him out. Write a comment, too. Well, I mean, I don't think it's insulting him. He He's totally unashamed of his love for that movie. I mean, it, uh, I, I said this, too, the, uh, last night. But it's like, look, I don't like the movie, but I consider it like uh, Return of the Jedi. I don't care for it, but it's canon, and I don't fight it as canon. I don't sit here like... Me as the fan, I've decided the order goes through, uh, four, five, skip six, go to one, two, three, rogue one, solo. Then we're gonna get into Force Awakens, skip Last Jedi. And go like, into Skywalker. No, like, that's insanity. No. Uh, I, I treat Last Jedi like a fever dream that Luke had while he was on that island. No. Uh, what is it? Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: uh, Rise of Skywalker. It was all a dream. <laughs> okay. Just opens right back at Rey handing the lightsaber over. Like what the? She's like, what's the matter, uh, Luke? Sorry, I just had a terrible, often uh, awful vision of what could happen. What's uh, what's wrong, Master Skywalker? I'm sorry. Uh, I had a bad uh, burrito last night. Uh, maybe it was the green milk I drank. It was sour, but uh, I just had this crazy dream that I was a jerk. <laughs> So happy that's not the case. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, like I said, it is canon. You know, we don't fight that. Really but uh, thank you guys again for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you later. Adios. Ka-chow.